Hey, hey, hey. Hey, we're back. We're back. All right, this is Jay. Welcome back. Um, this is our second episode. Um, before we dive in, I just I, I want to go ahead and kind of make that announcement um, that we are a podcast that's really based off of opinion. Uh, it's our experiences. It's through our lenses. Any guests that we ever have um, that are in the show, it's going to be their opinions life through their lenses you know we all view life differently we all view situations differently um but this this is why we're we're going there we're going there it's just it's plain and simple this is why um we're going to be talking about some difficult things that people may take you know personally or may offend them or anything that's not our intention however if that's something you cannot handle I very much suggest that this podcast is most likely not for you. We'll do our best to talk about the wrongs in this world and how they affect us and mm-hmm. how they affect our guests, but uh, I can honestly say I'm not quite, uh, I'm not the one to fix it, but I'll certainly do mm-hmm. my part to try. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, with that being said... You know, you got that sponge. You know that SpongeBob meme where he's like getting out of the couch a little bit. And he's like, "All right, I'm heading. I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm out." <laughs> if, if y'all need to be that SpongeBob, all right, all right, y'all head out. Be the SpongeBob. You gotta be. Okay. <laughs> if you bring it around town, then you bring it around town. I you am know. done. I am done. <laughs> I we. I mean, we did give you guys a heads up that like there's gonna be SpongeBob references. Yeah, if you missed our last episode. Uh, I'm E, and this is Jay. We, uh, we're going to have lots of references to pop culture, Spongebob, and fedoras, because if you miss it again, <laughs> I wear them a lot. That's all you need to know about me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to dive in. We thought this would be uh, a really cool topic to speak about. Um spooky. Spooky season! Yes, it is October, okay? October, Halloween is just around the corner. Um, I'm a Libra, so I gotta state it. Libra season! Just saying. Um, so yes. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. He had Gemini, so um, sit down. Um, <laughs> so... Oh, wait, let's Gemini in the corner. <laughs> oh, I can't. So what we're going to do is we're going to hop into um, paranormal stories or just um, ghost stories. stories. Yes. Like, we're just going to talk about the dark side. Right. The dark side. Come to the dark side. So if y'all are interested, please keep listening. Right. Do you want to go first uh, since I started off? I, this... can, I can certainly go first. Um, right. So I, I have some ghost stories, and okay. I didn't think I had a good ghost story until I told it to other people and found out I apparently have a pretty damn good one. Now, is this true? This is an absolutely true story. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. 
uh, I got to take you back. I grew up in a very small town. And in this small town, we moved in before I was born to my family moved into a very old house. Now, this house has three bedrooms on the upper floor, my mom's room, my brother's room, and then the small guest room um, that we expanded. So now that it's uh, it's a bathroom and a guest room. I slept in that guest room with my twin brother. So the two of us, we were in that room for as long as I could remember up until we were probably about five or six. And the piece you need to know about this guest room is it is attached to the attic. Um, So from a young age, I remember having vivid, terrible nightmares, just like horrible waking up in a cold sweat nightmares and i had this repetitive nightmare of this man he i I remember his face to this day he was bald i i want to say he was white but honestly he was kind of like like pale gray from my memory Hmm. um he had very sunken eyes and this guy just scared the hell out of me and i would see his face when i slept and I, I had this recurring nightmare for, for months and months and months. Um, and at this point, I'm maybe about six, seven years old. And I talked to my twin brother about it because he wakes up in the middle of the night screaming. And I'm like, what happened? What was your dream about? He's like, I, there was this old man. He, he, had, he was bald. He had sunken what? eyes. And I'm like, I, bro, I've been having the same dream. Mind you, we didn't talk about this. Not once did we have this discussion. We just both knew we were having bad dreams. And we both had this bad vibe whenever we're in this room. This room just, like, for whatever reason, you couldn't be comfortable in. At least mm. I could. So it was unsettling. Very, Very. unsettling. Um, one night, I remember waking up because I heard a noise in the room. Um, and I wasn't having a bad dream, but I was kind of having a restless night. And I remember... My bed is against the far wall, and looking down toward my feet is the door to the attic. And I open my eyes, and I see this shadow where there shouldn't be a shadow. Like, the light is casting straight down, so there shouldn't be a shadow by this door, but there is. Mm. And I remember staring at it. It's very dark in the room, but there's just a very defined dark spot. And as I keep looking, I see this face just sort of emerge just a little bit and I run hit the light switch gone mm. I refused to sleep in that room for years after that I I slept in um my brother's room for a little bit your older brother par- yeah I slept in my parents room I could not do it me and my brother both uh, my twin brother we couldn't sleep in that room so years go by and I finally, you know, as, as time goes on, I start getting the courage to get up in the attic. My dad, bless his heart, wanted to uh, turn the attic into our toy room. So he wanted us to have like a play area up there. Now, mind you, this attic is old as shit. It's got splintery floors. It's not well insulated. Mm. So it's like 140 degrees up there. It's like an oven in the summer. And it's like a, a, a freezer in the winter. It's impossible. You can't do it. It was not meant for kids to play up there. We still did it. I played up there more than my brother because he just refused to go up there. And I'm like, well, that's where my toys are, so that's where I'm going to be. So I'm up there and I'm playing. And 
every once in a while, I swear I would see things out of the corner of my eye. Just dart by and I look and it's not there. Mm. So one day I go up and I find um, a picture of me and my brother. It's like an old family photo. And there is a spot where my head usually is. You can see my face. And that spot has been almost pushed out but it's it's hard to describe it's almost like somebody took their thumb right and just like went back and forth and just friction burned out the spot okay like rubbed it to the point of like the whole thing blurred and like faded away just distorted it it almost looked Mm. like somebody was just trying to like it it almost looked like somebody just rubbed it with an eraser okay it was the weirdest thing okay Um, and I was freaked out, but I figured it was like my brother, he was mad at me or something. I, I didn't know why it would be that way. So I start walking down the stairs. And uh, I don't know if anybody else did this, but my my grandma, uh, who lived with us for a little bit, had a pair of old shears. And I'm talking about the ones from that, um, uh, what is it, the lady with the dolls, um, don't scream, um, Mother Mary had only dolls, something like that. Oh, okay. But, yeah. uh, one of the scary movies? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but she, it was these long metal shears. Um, and we had them sitting in this shelf right above the stairs. Now, these stairs, this goes straight down, and the, the shelf overhangs the stairs a little bit, right? Okay. These shears were on the back of that shelf, and the shelf's about a foot deep. So I'm walking down the stairs, and out of nowhere, these shears drop straight down. They land onto the wood. They stick into the wood for a whole sec, and then they fall out and just drop down the stairs. There's no way they could have just been jostled down. They're heavy shears, and they're far back. Mm -hmm. I ran out of there. Maybe a a few years go by, I go back up. Because, you know, again, all my stuff's still up there. But now I've just, you know, slowly moved things back down. Wait, so you, you ran out of there. I ran you, down you, those stairs. You didn't grab I no didn't, shoes no, or no, nothing. I went down the stairs. <laughs> I shut the door. And I refused to go up there for several months. But after a little bit, I did go up because I had to bring stuff down. So I didn't have to go up there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was maybe another year until I, like, really spent time up there. I go back up. And this time I'm with my my niece. So my niece comes with me and she's just a little teeter-totter. And we walk up, we're we're up there and I get just a weird feeling. Like it's summer, but I'm feeling cold. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's heat stroke. Like if you are up in in a hot place for too long, you start feeling cold, that must be heat stroke. Really? That's actually, it's a thing, but that's like late stage heat stroke. It's the, yeah. So, I, I, this is what I'm thinking. I'm rationalizing. So, I take my niece. I'm like, all right, let's go back downstairs. So, she starts walking. I put my first foot on the stair in front of me. And I swear to you, it felt like somebody body slammed me. What Just hit me in the back as hard as they could. And I fell straight forward. Now, my niece is right in front of me. So, I do the only thing that I can, which is I kind of grab her and pick her up. And I just kind of bundle her into my chest and I just fall rolling head over heels <gasps> down to the bottom of the stairs 
you know, my older brother, uh, you know, her, her dad comes running, checking off. It's like, what happened? What happened? And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I must've, I, I felt like I got pushed and they're like, no, you must've tripped. You just tripped. Like, what the hell? You gotta be more careful. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know what happened. Like I've walked down the, you know me, I've walked down these stairs a million times. Like I'm a kind of a yeah, klutz, but yeah. I don't just like, I fell hard. Like that was not just, I tripped. I, and I could have caught myself. So did you get really, were you hurt? I mean, I wasn't badly hurt, but I was just kind of bruised up, you know, cause I, um, but yeah, I, I stopped going up there after that and it was just such a bad time. Um, now we cleaned out that attic a few months back, um, as a, as a thing for my mom. And I showed my brothers some of the stuff that's up there. And the more you explore the attic, the more you find weird things. You find like words like scratched into the wood. Mm. Like somebody was writing just curse words in there. Like I asked my brothers, they said, no, I never did it. Like I I never spent any time up here. There's like dates written into the wood that people have carved in. It's such a a weird thing. And there's such a weird vibe about it. so yeah, I I have not spent any amount of time out there since, but wow, yeah, that was terrifying as a kid. And does your mom still live in that house? Yeah, yeah. And she she even here's the thing, she moved into that room, never had an issue. What? She's never had an issue. Hmm. So what what do you what do you think of that? Like what? I, I always kind of felt. It was a ghost that lived in the house who was kind of malicious, but only towards like me and my brother, like he only toward the men in the house. Cause my mom, like I said, never had an issue. My dad, he wouldn't have known the issue if he, if it was biting him in the leg, he just didn't believe in that shit at all. Mm. But, uh, I, I truly believe there was something in that house. There still is something in that house. And I don't know. It's just a, it's just a bad energy. You know okay. I mean? So it, I was going to say, like so you think it's something evil yeah i don't think it's something good if it's if it is a ghost it's it's got malicious intent at least towards men because me and my brother both me and my twin brother both you know felt that presence but i mean she's never had an issue so i don't know Hmm. all right i'm wow yeah that that's some Honestly, that sounds freaking terrifying. It was not pleasant. Um, like, <laughs> um, goodness gracious. I mean, at least you had like your twin, your twin brother in there with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something about always someone else being in the same room when something paranormal mm-hmm. goes down that you just feel a little bit more like safe. But yeah. uh, uh-uh. no, that mm-mm. Mm-mm. especially the whole push thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That was a that was a big. Like, oh heck no! I it took me years to like rationalize it, and come to the understanding like I definitely didn't fall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because when enough people tell you that you fell, you fell, you, yeah, you fell, you start, yeah. Like you're like, oh, I guess I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What about you? Do you got a good one? <sighs> I have. I have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I'll tell you my 
and I'll ask you as well, like my belief of at least with growing up, Mm -hmm. um, my family was extremely religious. They preferred Pentecostal Christianity. Also, they are Hispanic. So I don't know if there's the churches would be 99.9%. The sermons in Spanish, the people that went there only spoke Spanish or bilingual and like that that was if anybody knows anything about Spanish Pentecostal churches it's it's a lot it's a lot um like my grandparents raised my mom and my mom has uh four sisters is five of them and they were raised to like oh you can only wear skirts um, you can't cut your hair. Your your hair needs to be long. Uh, no makeup. No um, nail polish. Things like everything had to be basically natural. That almost sounds Catholic. I I know, but it's it's so it's like I feel like there's this weird thin line mm-hmm. between it. But I don't know enough about the Catholic religion yeah. um, to to really kind of give my entire input on it. I know that we don't, you know, go, what's that called? That box they go to confess. Confessions. Yeah. Okay. Like we don't do that. They, we didn't do that. Um, I would go to church for, um, I I guess for what's that called? Sunday school, Bible study things, but it, it would take forever. It would take forever. Like the sermons were just, for me, non-ending. Um, is Pentecostal the one? Um, like, did they anybody like lay hands or speak in tongues? Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. You do like you yes. have the people that get out of their seats and start. Dancing. Yes, and you're just like, are you having a seizure or is something wrong? No, are you low key possessed? Possessed by the Lord. I've been to a Pentecostal uh, church, and I'm like, I don't know if the Lord has moves like that. Um, but. Maybe that can be a whole other. I'm about, I'm about to say we could get into a whole, yeah, yeah. A whole conversation about Pentecostal mm, churches. Like... So, <laughs> so I just wanted to put it out there just to kind of do like the pre the pretext of what I'm about to explain. So my family has had encounters, and I think I could share so many. But I think what the one I'm going to share is my aunt. And I'm just, you know, for the sake of confidentiality, I'm going to call her um, Aunt Beck. All right. I'm going to call her Aunt Beck. So my Aunt Beck and her ex-husband, her now ex-husband, purchased a home. (sighs) It was I think it's like two or three hours away from here mm-hmm. um and it used to be a funeral home okay uh, so nope. boom that already like my my entire family was like okay we understand that the price is you know the price is nice for that home because yeah I I get it and it it's it's a big beautiful home like I don't think I've ever been to a funeral home that wasn't gorgeous yeah Funeral homes really are. Yeah, they they really are. And um, 
everybody in the family was like, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't. I know it's enticing. Don't. And my, my aunt was like, um, (laughs) we're getting it. This is what we can afford. Da da da. We're getting it. We'll cleanse the home. We'll call the pastor to come and sage and put oil and this and that. And she ended up buying it. And the day that she was moving in, they the basement were I cream 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 like crematory. Yes, yeah. thank you. I'm over here thinking of Creamery. ice cream. A creamery <laughs> with the bodies. They made ice cream. Sweeney Todd specialist. Ice cream. You scream. <laughs> For real, for real. So the day they were moving in, they were taking the supplies and I guess a body or two of whatnot that still hasn't, like they had the refrigerators and stuff that, uh, yeah. So they were taking that out. My aunt said that the, you know, house had obviously a weird stench and everything to it. So a lot of cleaning um, a lot of fabuloso, a lot of uh, Mark Anthony playing <laughs> while they're doing yes, <laughs> um, while they were you know just trying to clean the house and get the smell and whatnot. And I I really hate to say this, I really do, but it makes a thousand percent truth. Ever since my aunt and her family moved into that home, everything went downhill everything really like i i don't even know how to explain this so they moved in the first month it's fine you know it's a new home lighting up candles everything smells good like you know it's the excitement of a new home you know buying furniture this excitement after like one month Sorry. After like one month, they already started to sense things in the home and experience things in the home that were not normal. It first started out with, with footsteps. They'd be like downstairs in the living room area or what? I guess used to be called the viewing room. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was the playroom and the living room area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would hear like running, like steps running upstairs. But they would all be downstairs mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. They'd go upstairs. It would stop. But as they're going upstairs, there was two ways to go upstairs. There was like um, one that was connected with the kitchen to yeah. go up. Mm-hmm. And then there was that beautiful kind of staircase yeah. that, again, you know, funeral homes are gorgeous. Um, and they would go up the beautiful staircase to be like, you know, what's going on up there? Like, do we have rats or something? Like, what what is that? And then they would hear the like of something going down the stairs for and they're just like we don't see anything this is weird like this is starting to get really scary now my aunt started to experience a heavy presence in the home 
that caused her major, major depression. Like to the point that she's like, I can't work. Like I, I need to quit my job. I can't work. I'm unhappy. I I'm actually having thoughts of suicide, this and that, like, and her husband's like, Beck, what, what, what the hell's going on? Like, this isn't you. Like, we're happy. This is our family. This is our home. We got a dog. We got a semi white picket fence. Like this, what, what's going on? And she could not explain it. She could not explain it, but she turned absolutely miserable. That miserableness and negativity it has nothing else to do but spread. So it went to my cousin and my cousin was the same age as me at that time. So I think we were like 14 and she started kind of going down a very rebellious and, you know, some people might say, Oh, it's just the teenage year. No, like rebellious teenage years. Like, Oh my gosh, I smoked a cigarette. I tried pot. I, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Okay, this was like, I'm going over to a friend's house and I'm playing with the damn Ouija board. Yes. I don't know what piqued her interest in starting to get involved with like, I do believe there's good witchcraft and bad witchcraft. Like, good witchcraft in a way of, like, herbals and this and concoctions and, you know. um, Like a natural. Yeah, like, there's a naturalness to it. But then there is that type of witchcraft that is, like, what we see in the movies. (laughs) You know, like, uh uh-uh. So she started playing with the Ouija board. She started to become this really dark, I don't want to even say goth, but just, like, emo dark wearing all black um started to harm herself she was cutting she it just was it was really dark it was just very dark she had two younger siblings and they they both shared a room at that time and Things started to escalate. I know I'm like trying to get to the point, but it's so hard to get to the point because no, there's no, this, so this much. Yeah, like this, yeah. this, there's so much that just psh. locked in right now. Um, the the two younger siblings, my two younger cousins, were constantly stating to my aunt, "There's something in the room. There's something in the room." Um, to one of the to the point that. They would go and sleep in my aunt's bed. And I'm pretty sure the her ex-husband at the time was working third shift. I don't remember where. He's not even a part of the family anymore. Nobody really talks to him. So I, I don't know. But she would be home alone. And they would all the time around three something in the morning would be running to her room scared because they say something's in that room. The most really really terrifying one is the night where um they both go and they run into the room and they're like mom the angel and devils are fighting they're fighting they're fighting in our room and she's uh, at this point she's like i'm 
fed up with this shit. Like, I don't believe that or whatever. But she kind of knew inside, like, there's something wrong with this house. Like, this house is haunted. But now my kids are just taking it a whole different level. Like, what do you mean? And um, she goes to their room. And she saw, like, a white... um aspiration something like apparition yeah a- aspiration mira um apparition and then a really black dark shadow like you stated that just went like out mm-hmm. of the room like past her yeah. she felt the coldness she felt the un- like past her and go down the night like the nice grand staircase and just goes through the door like just psh, disappears and then the white one just kind of goes to the window. Like, if that, if maybe it was an angel or something of some sort, or a good spirit that was fighting off that and protecting the kids. Yeah. And when my aunt saw that, like, she freaked out. She was like, oh my gosh, like, they weren't lying. Like, there are things in that room. And it didn't even phase my, my cousin that was the same age as me at that time. She's like, yeah, like we live among them. This is okay. Like just very, she was just very blah about it. And things again, more started to escalate. Seeing shadows, hearing voices, um, the temperature in the house, uh, waking up, going to the kitchen and seeing that the cabinets and stuff were open or there's broken dishes or like just all this accumulated within an entire year and um it just was absolutely insane and things escalated so bad to the point that nobody liked each other in the home there was no there was no love there was no love in that house yes there just there wasn't it was a dark place everybody was withdrawing like we knew they were a little far away but you know aunt beck is the one that would always you know call her her parents call the sisters everyone was extremely worried extremely worried as like what's going on She's super depressed. What's going on with the cousin who was my age? Like, she's being super reckless, mm. getting out of control. Your cousin reminds me of, like, Lydia from Beetlejuice. Like, when- yes, but Lydia was cool. Yeah. Whereas my cousin was like, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, it was kind of like, oh, I'm 14. I'm dating this 18-year-old guy. No, honey, no, no. So it just was getting very, very reckless. Um, And then my aunt started to see that her husband at that time was starting to treat her different. Okay. And there was little signs of merging of maybe, maybe something in my marriage just isn't right. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So... She asked the spirits, 
in the house. She's like, I know there's spirits in here. I know there's an energy. I know we're being watched. Like I, we're not alone. Yeah. We're not alone in this house. And if you, you know, if you're going to at least be in here, always trying to terrify us, yeah. at least do something right. Mm-hmm. And, and let me know, talk to me, S- send me a sign that like something's going on and I, anything. At that point, she was just at the part, like the point of desperation, where it's like anything. She had a dream. She had a dream of a snake going up her like pant leg mm-hmm. and like wrapping around her, and then look, and then like the snake wrapped around her and looked at her face. Mm-hmm. And was like, like you know, the, yeah, that hiss. Yeah. And she woke up from that dream with like, you know, startled. Like, oh my gosh, my the snake was about to bite my head off or whatnot. And then she started having that damn dream every single night. So she started looking up online. She's like, what? You know, dream interpretation. What does this dream mean? Mm-hmm. Why am I having it? Like, is it? common to have this kind of dream like i can understand if it was like something ptsd or something related yeah but is it common to just keep having this reoccurring dream like what is my subconscious or whatever trying to tell me she looked online at like a dream interpretation website and it stated that when snakes are in your dream and they're not friendly (laughs) like that there's um, adultery oh. happening within the marriage, and she she didn't want to believe it. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, I think I put my foot into the wrong thing. Like the spirits and whatever's in this house is not telling me, you know, yeah, the what's whole- yeah. Like that, she's like, I'm really, I'm getting over. It. Like I, I think we honestly need to move. Like I think this house is getting to all of us. We've been living here for like three something years. Like this is getting really bad. And she approached her husband and was like, "Are, are you cheating on me?" No, no, what makes you, you know what, babe? Go back on your depression meds. Go back on, like, you're crazy. Oh, this he's uh-huh, calling her crazy. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, men, don't call a woman crazy. Don't tell him to calm down either. Uh-huh, th- there you go. Uh, this is why he's my co-host. He gets it. He gets it. Mm-hmm. But the truth is going to come out one way or another. And I'm sorry to say this is this is gonna be a super fucked up way that it came to be. And my aunt's life has changed dramatically since this. But she ended up catching an STD. One that will not go away. She ended up she ended up catching herpes, and she's never been. Yeah, she she's just she's never she's never been with anyone else. Mm-hmm. 
she swears up and down like oh no 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 like i i wasn't uh the adulteress in this so then she approached him and she's like you want to tell me how i got this and he knew then the gig was up yeah he knew the gig was up mm-hmm. and he he admitted it he admitted it and i think like the depression was already there yeah and then for that to be on top of it my spiraled my aunt yeah my aunt completely spiraled out um it it broke up the family um it was not a nice divorce he like kicked her out and moved the new little miss homewrecker in and that it very much hurt my aunt my aunt had to start from the bottom up again and honestly you know Aunt Beck, if you are hearing this, I just want to let you know that you are one of the most strongest women I've probably ever met. You have been through so much paranormal and non-paranormal. And the fact that you were able to get out of that and rise above it and literally start from scratch. Good for you, Aunt Beck. Uh-huh. Like. You're an inspiration, Aunt Beck. Legit. Legit. You survived so, a ghost, Aunt Beck. I, I love you, Aunt Beck. And um, that that story will just always be... I don't even want... It's like, I don't even want to call it a story because it, it was true. Yeah. It was three years of just torment in that house. And I don't know how... It leaves a mark on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, to this day, yeah. my my aunt and my my cousins they're they're a little bit messed up from that mm-hmm. they are yeah they are and it just i don't know i it's it kind of gives me like american horror story like um like the murder house murder house yeah. vibes but like Thank the Lord, nobody was no, actually was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there were dead people in the, it, yeah. uh, it was weird. But but that's the thing is, all of those negative energies that they then mm-hmm. ended up putting that goes back right into that right into the house. So is it still like? Do they live there anymore? Oh no no okay no okay. yeah they like booked it. Uh, the ex husband lived there. I'm not I'm not quite sure of how many years after, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if he couldn't afford it or he wanted to be close to to family. I don't know, but he ended up moving then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know to this day, and nor do I want to know who's living there. If, if you know what, they should just make it back to a funeral home. I feel like who's <laughs> living there is a loaded thing. Somebody's there. Uh huh. They're just not living. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stop. That's creepy. legit legit but that that is honestly a very true story from my family and um it's just one of the well-known from my family like people don't speak about it um and there there's a lot more there's a lot more where that came from but that one will be the one that will mostly stick with me because i would go there in the summer 
and I would stay there two weeks, you know, with my cousin. And I saw it all kind of unfolding around me. Yeah. Every year I went, the family dynamic was getting worse. Yeah. I did like I kind of didn't even want to go. Mm-hmm. Um I saw my cousin spiraling down and getting into things that I wasn't I wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, I, she's like, I see things every day. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. What do you see? Cause I ain't seen it, nor do I want to see it. Like I, it was just, it was bad. So that's my contribution. One of the things you <sighs> said, um, reminded me, uh, you said about how they heard foot footsteps upstairs. Mm-hmm. All this, it was constant. They said. I heard that a lot. And I was always told, like, whenever there was somebody in the house, it was just the house settling. It's an old house. But I remember one time, very specifically, I was alone in the house. Now, when you're alone in an old house, it's very eerie just on its own. Because the house does make a lot of noises. It settles. Mm -hmm. But you know the sound of footsteps. It's very distinct. It's that da-da-da-da-da. I remember hearing somebody walking around upstairs in the attic. Now I'm alone and I'm not even in that little room anymore. I'm in my, my now brother who's moved out's room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in a bigger room. I'm on the other side of the upstairs. But there but goes the hear, attic again. I hear it and I hear it walking around. So I'm like, I put on my brave feet. I like put on like three shirts. Like that was going to protect me. What? <laughs> yeah. I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed like what? a baseball bat. And um, I grabbed lighter and like uh, like a spray, like an aerosol yeah, can. Yeah. And I went up. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking. I, I don't know if it's a ghost at this point. I'm like, somebody snuck into the house. Like I was literally just watching. Um, was it like an A and E thing where it's like they didn't know he was living in their attic for three months? And oh he was just my god! So I'm like, I'm gonna go up there and just kill an intruder. So I get up there. No one. I look all around. It's a big attic. I'm like searching. There's no one. Go back downstairs. Shut the light off. Close the door behind me. Lock it. Go back to my room. And I hear it again. But this time it's louder. Now it sounds like somebody's not just walking. They're stomping. So it starts on one half by my old room. And it goes, dun, 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 dun. Done, done, just very paced, heavy footsteps. And it starts, now my brother's room is on, let's call it the left side of the upstairs. That old room is on the right side. These footsteps started on the right. And I hear them, dun, 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 coming towards my room. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they get about midway between to where the stairs would be underneath and then I hear, dun, 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 like running towards my room. They get right above the ceiling where my room is. And I just hear, boom, boom. Did you have like a ceiling went, fan or a nope, light? There's, there's that a light. Jiggled? There's a light there. Nothing jiggled, nothing moved. But oh. I hear it. I'm like, I'm going back up. I went right back up. I grabbed my bat. I grabbed my aerosol can. I throw the lights on. I go up there. I'm ready to just start swinging. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Empty air, just cold attic. And it's it's about like mid-fall winter around this time. So 
you know, the fact it's cold, I can't say it was because of anything, but I do remember it being very cold up there. Mm. Go back downstairs. Lights off. Shut the door. Lock it. Go back to my room. I hadn't gotten six feet away from that door, and I just start hearing it again. Done. 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 I went downstairs. I turned the TV up as loud as I could, and I just ignored it until my parents came home. And I remember telling them, like, there's something going on. Like, I hear footsteps in the attic. And they're like, no, no, like, it's just the house settling. They go upstairs. Silence. The house settling. Like, that's basically equivalent of being stood up on a date and... They bring out that, the you know, the salads in yeah, the beginning. Uh-huh. And they're like, um, ma'am, are you ready to order? Or is your, is your, is the person coming? Do you have another coming? And they're just like, um, yeah, I, it, um, yeah. I think the salad just needs to, to cool off. <laughs> it just cool. needs to cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, just bring more bread, please. Yeah. yeah. No, they're like, definitely coming. I know I've been here for three hours, but no, I'm telling you, they're coming. Yeah, or pouring cereal and then actually glowing onto the spoon like if it's hot. Yeah, we've all done that. <laughs> we've all so, done yeah, that's that. just a quick, like, the house settling. What yeah. the hell? It's It was such a whack excuse, but, I mean, they also... Like my, your parents were religious. My parents were religious. My parents are both, were both very religious. They're devout Methodists. Um, they, they raised me as a Christian. I kind of moved away from it as I got older, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But my parents were both very religious. So even if they did for one minute, think there was something going on in the house, God was going to protect them anyway. So they don't need to worry about it. So Mm. I also wonder if maybe I'm not saying that, you know, that does protect you, but I will say they never mess with my mom. They mess with me a hell of a lot, and I barely went to church or did any of that. So mm. this podcast sponsored by Mega Church. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Um no. all right. Now, since we're speaking about religion, yeah. Well, we've touched on it. Okay. There's a big thing in religion. Mm-hmm. Preferably with Catholic, Christianity, things of that sort, even Jewish, mm-hmm. about possession. Yeah. Demonic possession. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So I believe in possession, but I also think that what a lot of people attribute possession to mm. is like sleep paralysis. So I've heard a lot of stories, even some from like friends. And they say, oh, I woke up and I, I couldn't move. And I felt this weight on my chest. And I, I just, I was so terrified. And I was possessed. And I had to, like, force myself to, like, get up. And, and my family had to come in and yell at the spirit to go away. And then it left me alone. I'm like, no, that's called sleep paralysis. It's literally, <laughs> yeah. you are cognitive. You are awake. But your body is completely dead. Like, you cannot move. Mm-hmm. It happens to a lot of people. Some people it happens to like frequently, but then there's real possession. There's like going into an unexplained coma and waking up with like cuts all over your body that are, have no reason to be there. Mm. And like, you know, unexplained illnesses that look like cancer that go away as soon as the house has been exercised. 
like real possession stuff um, that I think absolutely exists. Mm. Um, have you ever heard of the hag? No, is it like an, is that a term? Isn't no, that a term for old ladies? I mean, it is, but the hag is a, it's a Southern legend. And it's basically what I described about sleep paralysis. Oh, the hag yeah. comes and she sits on your chest and she, she weighs you down. And then as she's there, she's sucking out your soul, I believe is the, is the myth. And there's like a route you can get to get rid of her. Um, like as, as part of a like ritual, um, you have to like cuss at her to get rid of her. It's this weird thing. What? But that that's the kind of stuff I'm like, no, I think you just experienced sleep paralysis. Yeah. So. You're over here saying. It's a southern tale. You got to cuss at her. And I'm over here picturing someone going, dang, never didn't it. Like, <laughs> you get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> and by the way, I did live in the south for close to like 10 years of my life. Mm -hmm. I lived five years in. Georgia and like four and a half something years in Mississippi. So I'm not making fun of Southerners. I love Southerners. I love the food. I loved being in the South. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Dang that. I wish you had a Southern draw. I wish you had a Southern draw. All I did was say y'all. I went from you guys, like, hey, you guys, to... Hey, y'all, mm -hmm. that was it. Yeah. That was it. I never picked up the, like, twang yeah. or anything to it. Bang, da, da, dang, dang. Bang, bang. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, I never, I never picked that up. Um, and then immediately when I moved back here to the north, I, I say you guys now again. Yeah. Like, it's, use guys. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, you guys, be careful. Like, yeah, there's yous, yins, and y'all. That's Pennsylvania for you. Yep. Listen, I will tell you, um, I I was born and raised in Pennsylvania my whole life, but I, for a very solid, like, three, four years of my life, I said howdy. Just because I thought it was different. You were watching too many cartoons. That probably, too. But people would be like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, howdy. And, like, I said it so organically. And then I just got called out on it enough times. They're like, are you, like, did you grow up in Texas? Did you spend some, like, why do you say howdy? I'm like, I don't know. I just thought it was different. They're like, are you a, are you a cowboy? Like, why do you what? say howdy? And I just, I got, I got picked on enough that I kind of dropped it. And then I look back and I'm like, yeah, why did I say howdy? <laughs> such a weird no, choice. Of all, of all the things I could have said, it just was so out of, out of, thin air to start saying howdy yeah, but. No, nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. nothing wrong um so i bought the whole possession thing yeah. sorry we got a little tangent there but hey you know howdy <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the possession i i believe in it i believe in it 1100 million quadrillion percent um, I'm terrified of it because I do believe it can happen to anybody. And it's weird because when you see these movies or you hear these stories, it's religious people. Mm -hmm. It's religious people that are getting possessed. And, um, I find it absolutely terrifying. There, there's a story 
in my family that apparently my sister was briefly possessed to the point that she didn't know what she was doing. She was talking. I don't know if it was tongues or some weird demonic land. I don't know. She went all the way downstairs, grabbed a knife, went back up, went on top of my grandmother and put the knife right there at her, um, her neck. And my grandma woke up because of, you know, obviously the pressure of my sister being on her. And when she saw the knife, my sister's, she said that my sister's eyes look soulless. Um, she was talking to her and calling out her name. Mm-hmm. She was not answering. And she was ha- like, she was breathing weird, like, like very weird, like a wheezing thing. And yeah. it's like, what, what the hell's going on? And my grandmother immediately started to begin to pray, you know, Santo de Dios, you know, that type of prayer. And my grandpa came. My grandpa and my my grandma never slept in the same room. Okay. That I, I think when they were younger, yes. I think as they grew older, yeah. I don't know what happened there. Grandma they, started snoring. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe grandma, maybe grandpa. I don't know, but. Um, but still, like their rooms were near each other, mm-hmm. and he goes to the he goes to the room. He sees my sister at that time. My sister was majority most of the time living with my grandparents. My mom was figuring out her life, and my grandpa's like, "Oh my gosh! Like what's going on?" You know, in Spanish, and pulls my sister away. My sister then ends up dropping the knife and she just starts to panic, like have a huge panic attack of like, what the hell's going on? What? Why am I on top of grandma? Oh my gosh, was that a, like, that's a nut, like what's, go-? and they had to explain to her like, we, we, we think you were possessed. That's terrifying. It, yeah. Um, I was not there. I wasn't present for that. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I. I don't know. I don't know what to, but I I knew one thing. My grandparents didn't lie. Yeah. So I believe this shit. They did not lie. And I miss them so dearly. They're no longer here on this plane, but they they never lied. And I believe they were terrified Mm -hmm. because when I went then that weekend, I would go visit my mom in the weekends before I moved to the South. Yeah. And, um, it, it was just the, everybody was freaking out about it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of crosses everywhere, a lot of oil, just mm-hmm. very. It never happened again to my sister, but yeah. Yeah, I never, yeah. I never dealt with a possession on my end. But you brought up a good point about family members who have passed on. I've had a lot of family members pass on in in my, you know, twenty odd, twenty-ish odd, thirty years on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, question for you have you ever been visited by a dead family member not in my dream yes okay but never like like right now we're in my living room and i you know if i look at the door my grandma's not there like i not like that but in my dream yes and very 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 vividly like Mm -hmm. 
borderline scary as shit. Yeah. I I had I had three encounters, and I'll, I'll go on on rapid succession. Um, the first one was my grandma. My grandma passed away when I was right about 13 years old. Um, was a very hard loss for me. Me and my grandma were tight. She mm. practically raised me. Um, I had nine practically. She did. She was a big part of raising me. You know, uh, half of my life she raised me. So, <clears throat> you know, it was a really hard loss when she passed. And I will never forget uh, maybe a day after she had passed, like we were still grieving. Um, I felt a hand on my shoulder. Like, y- you know, you can't, you can feel like some ruffling of your clothes sometimes, but I felt like the pressure and the grip. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you recognize that yeah, grip. Yeah, like I could tell it was her. Like it was very distinct. Um, I got a whiff of like her perfume and I wow. knew... I knew from like hearing stories like this that if I turn around, she would not be there and it might go away. So I mm. just like, like went like this and hovered my hand and just started bawling. And it stayed, that pressure stayed for, I want to say like 10 minutes. And then <gasps> I, it really was the saddest thing even more because after like, I want to say about 10 minutes passed, I like felt it go away and almost instinctively like my hand just kind of dropped to my own shoulder because i had been hovering like maybe an inch above and when i felt the pressure go away just my hand instinctively like dropped down almost like it was you know the hand was pulled away i'm like that was that was it really it was really powerful um the second one was also my grandma um she visited me in my dream but she didn't speak uh, it was very strange. I mm-hmm. saw her plain as day. Now, this isn't within a few days. This is yeah. about four years down the line. And they um, usually don't. No, That no. when you see someone in your family that's already dead in your dream. Yeah. They it, usually don't. No. And it was, it was crazy because after four years, you know, I'm 17 at this point. I'm having these moments where I'm like, I don't remember her face anymore. You know, mm. which is a heartbreaking thing to think Ooh. after so many years, you just don't remember their face. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I had this dream. It was very lucid. Um, we were in a familiar place, but not somewhere we had spent a lot of time. And I was just standing there with her and she wasn't talking to me, but we were communicating, if that makes sense, um, just through looks and expressions. And I saw her face like so clearly. Um, it was like, I didn't cry when I woke up, but I do remember waking up like so happy to have seen her after so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one, and this one hurts, was um, with my my sister-in-law. Now, I call her my sister because I knew her since I was six months old. Like, we, we were tight as hell. Um, she passed away when I was about f- 16 um cardiac arrest oh my gosh and it was very sudden it broke my heart like you know she left behind two girl three uh three girls um and a and a stepdaughter so she she left a lot of sad children sorry to hear that no it's all right it's it's happened um but i had a, a very similar experience with her she visited me in a dream and i know it was her because like she did talk to me and I like was asking her questions. I'm like, are you okay? Are you in pain? And she told me no. Um, you know, she explained 
just like her situation, not anything in detail, but just kind of like that. The closure, yeah, maybe? like the closure. Yeah. It's like, you know, take care of my girls for me, you know, just keep me in the loop. I'll always be around. And then she literally came in for a hug and I woke up in that moment, like yeah. in my bed as if I was still hugging her, like my arms yeah, were out. Yeah. And I just kind of remember looking around and I couldn't go back to sleep. I just kind of had to sit there with that for a minute. Oh man. Oh, well, we... First off, thank you for sharing. You know, these were, these are true stories. These are true feelings. Um, so thank you for sharing that seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a pretty great discussion yeah. and I hope everyone has enjoyed it. We are gonna, we're gonna wind things down and all I could say is that we went there. We went we there. We went there mm -hmm. and... Thank you for coming there with us. Yeah. Thank you so much and stay tuned for our next episode. See you guys. Bye.